Welcome to Viewpoint on Construction, our podcast series that offers modern takes on a transforming industry. Beyond the latest construction technologies and best practices, this podcast series looks at the innovative ideas, creative voices, and forward-thinking themes that are shaping our industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Welcome back to A Viewpoint on Construction. I am still Wayne Newitz, and we are still here bringing you guests from around the industry, uh, subject matter experts across the boards, from business management to technology. And today I am thrilled to have with us Mr. Chuck Schwartz. Chuck is the Director of Business Development Markham LLP. He is part of Markham's national construction practice, a leader of that practice, including being director of business development for the Carolinas region, uh, because one job is never enough, right? And Chuck's responsibilities there include uh, business development and also construction software consulting services. You've uh, got over 30 years of experience, sir. I know this. Uh, business leadership, strategic business development experience, much of this in the construction industry. Uh, and in this time, you've helped countless contractors and companies in our industry uh, identify, select, implement business management, accounting software. My gosh, Chuck, when do you sleep? Welcome to our podcast, sir. Uh, good afternoon, Wayne. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. Uh, no, we were thrilled to to get some of your time. And so without further ado, Chuck, let's dive right into the topic of our podcast today, which, ladies and gentlemen, is the future of the connected job site. We're, we're talking about the field today. We're talking about getting accurate real-time data to and from uh, the field, from where work is going on in your companies, whether it be new construction work, service work. Uh, where your workers are, where your team members are, whether they're with your company or with other companies, subcontractors, other firms with whom you're working, this is where, of course, money is made, money is lost, and we are successful or not as an industry. So that's what we're talking about today. Uh, so Chuck, I'll start us off here. I think we can all agree that connecting everyone together to any type of project that, that we're working on, whether it be service, whether it be new construction, it's generally a good idea. It's great to know what other people are doing and, and to work together, but it does beg a lot of questions. Uh, how do you do this, right? Uh, if we're talking about communicating digitally, you, you've got internet connectivity issues, data security, personal device usage policies. We could go on and we will. Uh, so let's so let's dive in. Um, and Chuck, I'm gonna start off by being a bit of a contrarian here. The job site, historically, it's, it's the place where work gets done. It's not the place where people are fiddling with their phones and tablets and laptops and what have you and doing a bunch of, of data analysis, right? It's it's nails, hammers, backhaul. It's it's uh, topping off that building. Why why all this talk about data? Why are we talking about connecting the job site? Why is that a, a topic of great interest these days? And should it be? Should we just focus on getting work done? What's What's your take on all of that? Well, that's a great question, Wayne. For starters, I, I think we've all heard the old saying, the money is made in the field. And it is very much the truth. For sure, it's estimated, billed, collected, counted, and reported on in the office. Mm -hmm. But it is made or lost in the field and at the job sites. Right. So the process of getting information, right, the process of getting that information needed from the field, information such as hours worked and production-related numbers and getting them back in a timely way, mm -hmm. early enough so decisions can be made, 
before it's too late, right? right. Specifically decisions related to cost to complete, contract cost overruns. To me, that's where the big return on the investment can be seen. So what I'm seeing today is that even though better technology and integrated systems are readily available, there's still a challenge for some contractors to use them fully and to really see a return on the investment. The ones that I see getting this and the ones that I see that are most successful have really done their homework. Mm -hmm. um, they've standardized on the tools that they're using. They've invested in training and education and they've created policies around and rules around using it. Um, the ones that haven't done these three things are the ones having the harder time making the transition and in seeing the real return on the investment. I realize that might be simplifying um, what could be a great challenge, especially in environments where folks um, have done without this all their careers, right? And right. are doing it differently. I would argue that keeping it simple though, Chuck, that, that's what we need here to an extent because in my travel, I see a lot of confusion, right? I, you know, we're, we're, we're being inundated uh, as an industry, and it's a good thing with a bunch of new acronyms and technologies. We have IoT, AR, VR, right? Drones, of course, which are great fun. Everybody have their FAA 107 license, right? With all of this new stuff that's hitting us, and it can be very distracting. What, what you said, I think, is where we need to be thinking uh, as uh, leaders, owners, managers in the industry about, like you said, standardization, investment strategies, and then policies. You know, I, I think too many people see the bright new shiny and they say, oh, I've got to have that because my competitors do, but then they don't, they don't think ahead. How am I going to use this? What's the ROI? What policies, what business practices need to be put in place to support and get the most out of this technology? That, that's kind of my experience. So I guess I'm going back on what I said about being a contrarian, and, uh, and I, I do agree connection on the job site is vital. Let, let's talk a little bit about why that is so important. I, I look at it as construction being a team sport uh, and that we all must play together. You're rarely the sole company responsible for a construction project uh, from, from soup to nuts, from beginning to end. You are going to be working almost always with some other folks, architects, engineers, subcontractors, many of them in some cases, or prime contractors if you're a trade. So, so Chuck, again, what you've said, I, I think is right where we need to be thinking about this topic. It's, it's looking at it more from a business perspective, from more of a holistic perspective, connecting the field in all of the ways, uh, the ripple effects, if you will, that this can have on a company in a positive way, but you've got to look at it from a business angle first, not a you know next new shiny technology. We've got to have it perspective. Uh, and believe me, I, I fall into that ladder camp myself. Uh, I, I love techn technology for any, uh, any of our regular listeners, you know that. But I like what you said about standardization, investment strategies, and then business policies. Those three things, whenever you are looking at getting that connected job site put in place because it's great to talk about most people agree it's a good idea getting there can be challenging but but there's huge benefits when you get there we'll talk more about that but you know a little bit about the roi we we all know we can all imagine some of the benefits of having a better connected job site a better connected field and office flow of communication what are some other benefits or returns that contractors can can realize when they are better connected to the job sites. Chuck, what have you seen? Well, clearly, Wayne, I think one of the challenges all contractors and all service providers 
in the industry are facing and are going to be facing. And this is where I believe tremendous ROI is going to be seen is using and adopting technology in attracting new and younger talent. Oh, sure. Again, attracting talent, big challenge today, right? Mm -hmm. Today's younger talent and the folks that are going to be um, working for the contractors and working for the CPA firms and all the other service providers Mm -hmm. in this industry going forward, right? All the folks that are being interviewed today, they were all born and raised with technology in their hands, right? They're expecting the technology to be available to them and to be part of the job and part of what they're doing both in the back office and at the job site, right? It's the world they know. It's the world they live in, right? So being able to attract the good new young talent going forward, right? Big issue, big issue in the industry today is just getting talent, right? oh, yeah. being able to attract tomorrow's talent. Right. It's going to be a great demand. And the ones that adopt and use the technology today, I believe, are the ones that are going to win this battle. Now, that's a perfect example, Chuck, of, of one of the collateral but huge benefits of being a technology forward uh, contractor. Uh, more, you know, the average age, as I know we've said before in this podcast, of uh, management in our industry is 55 years old. So you can do the math. This, the, the, this whole industry will be transformed. It will be transformed by technology for sure, but it's going to be transformed by human beings, by people. And these are the newer, younger people coming in, like you said, who expect this technology. If they walk into a company that does not have, you know, let's say, you know, cloud-based access to information on the job site or mobile uh, policies to enable the field to get information, there are probably other options for these folks and uh, and the construction industry is not going away. So huge ROI advantage here, just from a workforce perspective, let alone all of the other productivity gains. So let's start talking about some of those, Chuck, if you will, what, and let's see what you have seen, uh, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly out in the field, seeing contractors who are attempting to work together, right? We, we all, see this all of the time, that that collaboration continues to be a challenge in our industry. Do you see field connectivity helping collaboration? Well, you know, it's interesting, Wayne. I was recently observing a roofing contractor here in South Carolina, where I live and work out of. One of the challenges this contractor faces, as do many in the South, is having the challenge of a large labor pool and subcontractor pool where English is not strong and may not be a primary language and uh, really interesting, but an absolute challenge and something that is being faced, I believe, throughout much of the South, Mm. um, if you will. So one of the interesting things and a a technology that this contractor is using and has adopted is having the supervisors uh, the superintendents on all the job sites mm-hmm. um, using Google using Google Translator mm. to communicate with all the people on the staff right. as well as all the subcontractors that they work with that English is not their primary language. So the supervisor uh, opens up the app, right, sets the app to the language of the person that he's speaking with, yep. and then speaks into his phone. Well, and the app then translates the words and says the words to the other person in their language making you know what would be a terrible challenge yeah. a dramatic challenge if yeah. you will um one that they've solved and 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 have and have hit head on 
So it's, it's taking, um, you know, it's, it's taking the availability and the workforce that's here and, yeah. and, and making it complementary and adding to, and adding to them. Right, be, right, because we, I mean, we as an industry have the workforce that we have. Uh, we will work hard, and we are as an industry, I believe, in, in attracting newer, younger talent into it. But we have who we have, and oftentimes that means you can or must fill in some gaps with technology. Th this example of Google Translate is a perfect example of ROI also, by the way, because what's the cost of downloading Google Translate, uh, uh, the Google Translate app? roughly zero. Uh, and what's the benefit? Well, imagine that, you know, you're having that conversation, like you mentioned, uh, Chuck, and you're speaking to some non-English speaking uh, workers on your job site, and you're doing a safety talk. And now you can do a safety talk that makes darn sure that everyone understands it, regardless of their primary language. And you could save a life. I mean, what's the ROI on that? Well, anything divided by zero is infinite. But lives are priceless. So, I mean, there are technology solutions that cost almost nothing that have, that alone have incredible ROI. Uh, what are, so that's a great example. What's, what are some of the other things that you're seeing out there that contractors are slowly adopting by way of creating more communication, a better flow of, of work and data on the job sites? Well, some, referring to something I said earlier, I believe a big part of what you're asking and describing is really starts with establishing the commitment to use available technology that's going to help in communication, um, creating open and transparent discussions with the staff on why we're using it and how we're going to use it, uh, and you know both office and field staff, right? And in the end, everyone viewing it as a win or as a win-win, if you will, right? And then once, once that's been communicated and once that's put out there and people understand, going back to something we said earlier, right, it's, it's really establishing the policies and the guidelines, it's establishing some standardization. And I'm going to give you an example of that. Yeah. And then including, where necessary, furnishing the tools that are going to be used, whether that's phones or tablets or any other device mm -hmm. that's going to help establish getting buy-in. You know, you, we, we have staff today that, you know, some of the staff are 55 and over and have never used a tool like that before. Right. And some of the staff are 30 and younger and they've never done it without a tool like this, right? <laughs> right. So in the end, it's establishing that buy-in, giving the training, right? I recall one contractor that I know with a large number of field staff spread out over a couple of states mm -hmm. and they were implementing a new mobile time and field reporting technology. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things they did is they planned a full day for all supervisors to travel to their headquarters. They did a half day meeting, shared what was coming throughout the reasons, throughout the benefits, told them this was becoming policy. This is not something we want to do. This is something we're going to do. Right. right? right. And then all the supervisors at that point were handed devices that were going to be used. They were configured and ready to use. Mm -hmm. All the applications were loaded for them, mm -hmm. right? No, no tricks, mm -hmm. not, nothing to worry about on that end. Then they were trained how to use it, and they were offered a go-to individual in the firm that mm -hmm. they could go to and call with questions and challenges. Really key, though, also, they put a trial period in place. They didn't say tomorrow this is going to happen. They said that by the end of the year this is going to happen, and we have a few months to implement it and get it right so that when we want to go live, 
We're going to go live successfully, and we're all going to win with this. Well, Chuck, and I'll, I'll, I'll that, tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'm sorry. I, I'm, we're talking. We're both East Coasters, so we're going to talk over each other. It's just going to happen. It, it, you know, we'll just have to. It's all it. good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, you, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here on on an AARP card, my wallet, myself, and and I know that uh, panic can set in. When you know one of our folks comes in from our uh, you know our department here and says, "Hey, we've got this great new tool called something I've never heard of before, right?" And we're all going to start using it tomorrow. There's panic, but if I know that I have a point person to go to, if I have, well, I'm sorry, when I have questions, and I'm and I'm given some slack, I'm given some time to learn it. I don't have to come in and start working on it tomorrow. That's key. So, listeners, if you're deploying new technologies. Those two things, I think, are key takeaways from our discussion. Well, absolutely, and 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 to kind of piggyback on that, I I recall sitting at this one contractor's event and sitting through the training, having helped them establish the day and everything that was being done. And I remember this one superintendent standing up and looking at everybody, and he just kind of looked and said, "I'm going to do what." <laughs> right as he's looking at down as he's looking down at his iPad or his thumb was bigger than the app on the iPad yeah. and I will tell you that a few years later this is years now mm-hmm. they are still using this it's been used successfully and he is one of the super users of this so good stuff yeah no I, I see that all the time myself is that when it when the, when the the light bulb goes off right or the the switch flips whatever analogy you want and and the benefit of the technology is evident then uh even even some uh, older older goats like myself get pretty excited about it so chuck let's um, on this topic let's switch perspectives a little bit and talk about the the use cases if you will for field connectivity uh, you're in the field now. You've followed your process of standardization. You have an investment strategy. You have some policies in place for the use of your different digital technologies, tablets, phones, the software applications themselves. What are you using them for? What, what are your fundamentals here? If you're just starting to really adopt technology in the field and make those connections, what, what, what are some of the things that you should start with? Well, I believe one of the best and easiest places to start is in gathering payroll and related information around payroll. Typically, what we see contractors doing that are not using any kind of automated technology is people are either calling in their time or they're emailing their time right. or they are writing down their, their group's time on a two-by-four and sending it over to the office or something like that. Yes, I have seen, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. Yeah. I have seen, I have seen a super or a, or a construction manager, I believe she was, it was in Minnesota. She cut a, I think it was a two by six, cut it off and brought it with her in the pickup truck back to the office on a Friday. And that was where payroll had been recorded. I'm not joking about that. The contractor. <laughs> I, I know you're us. not joking. I'm totally not joking. We both have both seen that. So, yeah, I couldn't agree. I'm sorry. Well, I had to interrupt with that story. We, I couldn't agree more. Please continue, sir. Absolutely. And then the great challenge is somebody back in the office in payroll has to take all these different components right. and try to somehow wade through them all and get them all into whatever system they use for their payroll. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so by, using, by using a technology and connected devices and, and having the payroll information available to staff 
you know, supervisors can put their own time, their staff's time, right. um, and get it back to the office in relative ease. It's one of the it's one of the first and foremost uses I've seen in my years of doing this. But then beyond the payroll, mm -hmm. the, the next big win, right, comes in information related to the jobs as far as materials used on the jobs, production wins production losses, mm -hmm. um, equipment used on the job, yeah. materials purchased, and all the other things that are relative to job costs and to things that can potentially create cost overruns yeah. and, and create days and weeks beyond what were expected on the jobs. So be able to capture this information more quickly, more easily, right. and get it back to the office is only going to create a, a win for the organization. Well, yeah, sure. You, you, I mean, you have some real data upon which to make decisions, not, uh, you know, not, not a gut feel or, a, or which way is the wind blowing today on, uh, you know, on that project or this project. And, you know, and another benefit as you're, as you're speaking, I'm realizing it's, it's not just on the, the specific job that we're working on right now, but having better information on you know, real-time, accurate information on your performance, your material usage, your labor, where this labor is being used, which equipment is sitting idle on job sites, which is getting utilized uh, fully, all of these things together can help you basically have better projections, better visibility into what it was really costing you to do work. What does that mean? Well, yeah, like you said, you can get ahead of problems on that job, but you can also have much better benchmarking and, uh, and estimates going forward. You know your real costs and you know where you have gaps, issues, or you're performing well. It, me it makes for better business in general. It makes for more accurate and therefore more profitable estimates, I would offer. Anyway, Please continue, sir. What are some of the, the fundamental ways that you see our industry needing to connect better in the field? Well, what, one of the other areas I've seen and, and have witnessed personally a big gain for one contractor was in the ability to capture job site photos and avoid and eliminate risk on a job. And I'll give you an example of that. I remember one concrete contractor that just poured a beautiful slab and then put up the uh, the tape around that so that no one would drive on it or walk on that. Right. And then witnessed all the other trades parking their trucks on that slab and <laughs> you know, leaking oil on it and, and all the other things that come with that and asking them to move them and they wouldn't move them. Right. And clearly this posed a huge warranty risk for this contractor. Mm -hmm. So he you know took photos of that and included those photos in his daily field report knowing that one day when that issue came up, yep. he was going to have that data available. And that warranty issue was not a warranty issue now. Now it was a change order. Right. Absolutely. And we all know in this industry, we all know with regards to change orders or uh, any type of issues that occur on a job site that might lead to litigation. And yes, once in a while in our industry, that does happen, right? Uh, the uh, The old saying is, uh, he or she who has the most documentation wins, right? And a picture does speak a thousand words. So uh, I couldn't agree more. That's a powerful use for field-based field uh, connectivity and, and technologies, for sure. Do you see folks using this with equipment quite a bit, Chuck? Field technologies emerging for uh, better equipment management. We certainly have had telematics for a number of years, but... Uh, you know, we're seeing more on, you know, from small hand tools to the heavy iron, we're seeing more desire to track equipment. I, I think that's great because I think that every equipment that any resource really, 
that's used on a job site should be included in the cost of that job site if it went towards the completion. It's just a hard thing to do. Do you see folks starting to implement more equipment and material uh, management in the field? And, and is that getting better? Is technology finding its way into those domains? Well, the answer is 100% yes, because you know, at the end of the day, Wayne, we're all human, right? And these folks are out on the job sites, and they're dealing with all kinds of conditions, whether it be weather and, and everything related to a job and all the different trades and all the different subs and the staff. And the fact that they have technology available to them and all the information that they should be mm -hmm. reporting on and, and completing at the end of a daily field report, including the equipment and the tools used, both for job cost reasons, but to also identify that they're actually being used on the job. So more or less for an equipment tracking purpose right. to have that available. And again, to recognize that if they're going to be guessing and they don't have that information in front of them, it's easy to miss those things in the complexity of a day. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's no question about it that having that technology and, and that information in front of them is only going to make them more accurate. Yeah, for sure. And, and I've even witnessed where uh, some, I guess, tech forward uh, contractors we're pushing information. It's not just a receiving information from the field, uh, I guess, model here uh, that we're looking towards now and then into the near future. We're, we're looking at pushing more information to the field, enabling them more. For example, I know of a contractor that regularly pushes out PM work on, uh, on heavy equipment. And yeah, you know, a lot of work can be done in the equipment yard uh, if you're you know, particularly a heavy highway contractor. But oftentimes that's not the case. You have a piece of equipment on site for a long period of time. You need to perform some PM on it. Who's tracking that? Who's managing that? Well, you can help make that easier uh, and make it more efficient and be more sure that you're taking care of your large investment if you've got it one in heavy equipment by pushing out PM information. Just one example. And there are many more examples of even more sophisticated field technologies, data gathering and data sharing technologies that are out there right now. I could, uh, could, and in fact, I think I will inundate us with the acronym SOUP. Uh, raise your hands, although I cannot see you, if you have heard and are using on your job sites, IOT, how about AR, a little VR for you, BIM, Hopefully most of you know what that uh, stands for and many of you are using it, but there are a lot of new technologies emerging. But again, every, all of them are fantastic and are going to, in different cases, give us different advantages. I think it comes down to, Chuck, what you said up front is, is have your business justification strategies and plans in place first before implementing them. Chuck, clearly a lot of very important low-hanging fruit, if you will, that contractors can benefit from if they just shake that uh, technology tree a bit and, and deploy some level of mobile connectivity at the job site, some way to exchange data and information back and forth. But I can't wait any longer. And you know me a bit, Chuck. I, I want to talk about the cool stuff, the emerging stuff, the things that contractors are just now starting to embrace uh, technologically. Um, and so let's just pick two at random. Uh, uh, let's talk about drones. Let's start there. A little bit further on the adoption curve, I'd say, than, well, even I expected them to be at this point. We're starting to see them all over the place at job sites. Tell us a little bit about what you've seen in the field or what you know about uh, the use of drones in construction. 
Absolutely. Um, and actually, just recently uh, reviewing an article related to this and with data that's been collected over the past year, the fastest growing commercial adopter of drone use is the construction industry. Wow. With drone use skyrocketing. Yeah, just skyrocketing uh, over 200% in the last year. Uh, we're seeing builders using drones to collect real-time data mm -hmm. about projects and understand what's happening on the job sites. Aerial job site views are helping to reveal and track progress. Right. Results help catch problems and catch problems early on, yep, right, yep. before they become a costly um, or adding weeks and months to a project's timeline. Sure. Uh, progress tracking and communication by far appears to outweigh some of the other benefits of drone use. Right. However, some of the other areas are in pre-construction yep. and site planning yep. and quality control and even the bid process. Really? Um, and some have even used it to help in the area of risk mitigation. Yes. So contractors uh, using drone technology have attributed to improved accuracy and measurements and estimating, improved collaboration among team members, and just simply reduction in time to getting data insights. Yeah. So yeah. clearly, clearly the use of drones has made an impact uh, on the construction industry. Yeah, yeah. I, a couple of things I can add from my travels, having seen uh, contractors, I don't know if you've seen this, but I've seen them actually use drones to have uh, to improve their percent complete estimates on in live projects during live construction. Uh, most of us listening here understand that term percent complete on a job. Uh, it can be it can be challenging to calculate that, right? A lot of folks will simply go off. Well, we you know we we thought we'd spend X, we've spent half of that. I guess we're half done. Uh, we all know that that's mm -hmm. at best a very rough estimate as to real completion on a job. And we all know how important it is to estimate that. Drones are doing an incredible job at this. And I was shocked to see this in a couple live instances where a drone will compare after monitoring and doing a survey of a live construction site, compare that to the BIM model of completed project, be able to effectively do a digital compare and give you a amazingly accurate, real percent complete. So if you, know, if you want to get more sophisticated, do some real earned value measurements on your jobs and understand where you really are on projects. Believe it or not, drones can help you with that. I mean, you would not typically think about that. And, and there are other, I mean, I can give other examples as well, but, but I want to move on to one other topic, at least uh, that is emerging. It's, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, lagging here in the adoption uh, phase of its life in our industry, but it's robotics, right? And it's it's automation at its base, but it's it's a use of robots in the construction process. Uh, I'd be fascinated, Chuck, to, to understand what you've seen happening out in the field with that. The question about robotics is a great one, Wayne, and with again seeing a widely and improved use of these uh, robots, if you will, robotics. Um, and contractors are now using robotics to improve on even and even replace conventional layout tools like line lasers and strings and tape measures and tasks that, quite honestly, formerly were extremely time consuming and required great numbers of hands to complete. Uh, robotics are dramatically reducing the number of people and the amount of time needed to actually measure great distances. Um, oh, for instance, industries and yeah. In, yeah, industries and job sites that are currently seeing an increase in the use of large mechanical electrical projects where they had to, you know, they had to go through great lengths and great amount of numbers of days to uh, measure these things. And now with the use of robotics, it has greatly reduced that. 
Uh, yeah, we're really fortunate here at Viewpoint uh, now being uh, a Trimble company, and of course Trimble having many of the technologies that you mentioned in our uh, in our travels now, uh, which include uh, meeting up with my cousins from other divisions here at Trimble. I'm seeing this, uh, I'm seeing it happen, and it's it's blowing my mind. Um, I'm seeing almost completely automated site layout, Chuck. I mean, using like you said, using. Uh, you know, robotic automated processes, the, the laser scanning devices, which are effectively just run themselves, right? And uh, it's and what's really powerful to me, and what really drove a message home to me though, was when I was watching all of this happen on a real job site recently, and realizing that all of this information is now going into a single database. It is being used. Uh, this data is actually being used. The data that they're gathering during layout is helping to inform the construction process going forward because data is on, data is great. It's wonderful to have it. The more the merrier up to the point that you're actually using it. So Chuck, this topic is broad, obviously. Field connectivity, uh, having a connected job site, we could go down many paths here in our discussion and, and uh, would love to have you back and, and continue, but time constricts us, sir, as it does all of us all of the time. So for, for those uh, returning listeners, welcome back, folks. You know what's coming. New listeners, be prepared. We're about to enter nugget time. That's right. This is the time when our guests give you that one piece of advice, that one nugget that, if nothing else, you take away from this podcast and you can implement in your businesses, in your personal life, somewhere, somehow, to make things better. Chuck, here's the nugget that I would love to receive from you, sir. Where do you begin? If you are a contractor, if you are interested in beginning to adopt new technologies, connect better to the field, where would you begin? What is the one thing that you would uh, give advice to those who are managing or owning businesses here in construction? Where do you start? Well, Wayne, I, I think the, the words I'm going to say are think integrated. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is we, we've all heard the saying, one bad job is all it takes. Right. When systems are integrated, meaning when they're talking to one another, mm -hmm. right? So we, you, you've, you've been saying it all throughout this, when the field is connected to the office, but when, but when systems are integrated and talking to one another, when information is being shared throughout the organization, and even today, um, with all the technologies available, still somewhat of a taboo for some organizations right. to even consider sharing information throughout the organization. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, the reality is one bad job is all it takes, right? So absolutely. And when you're siloed, right? When you, because you're describing, you know, siloed operations, when you're siloed, it just takes one bad silo to ruin the entire operation. Absolutely, right? Getting integrated is going to be time consuming. Mm -hmm. And it could even be a little costly, but mm -hmm. the advantages far outweigh anything negative. Knowing a job is going bad and losing money and knowing that sooner than later, we all know that's crucial. Yeah. Right? So connecting and integrating systems um, offer the opportunity for staff across the organization right, to positively impact the job. Yep. So yep. I think, in a, I think in, a, in a word, it's integrate. 
I, I love that word. I love that word so much, Chuck, that I would eat that nugget without dipping sauce, sir. I guarantee it. I could not agree more. Having everyone talking to each other and, and singing off the same hymnal or whatever analogy you'd like to use, that is where we as an industry need to head in, in, in my opinion, is what will increase our productivity faster and in a larger way than any other thing that we can do. Just communicate to the field, with your team, to the people in the office, keeping it all working together. All of that is vital. Chuck, I wanna thank you very much for your time, sir. This has been great. We'd love to have you back. This is a deep topic. We've touched on it at a high level. Anybody looking for more information? Uh, Chuck, what's the best way that they can contact you? Uh, I would say via email would be easiest. Uh, oh. The email address is Chuck, C-H-U-C-K dot Schwartz, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z at Markham, M-A-R-C-U-M-L-L-P dot com. Thank you, sir. Again, Chuck dot Schwartz at Markham, L-L-P dot com. Chuck, thank you so much for your expertise, for your time today, for putting up with the chicken and for all of the great information you've shared with our listeners. My pleasure. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next month with another episode of A Viewpoint on Construction. Thanks for joining us today. And we hope you enjoyed the show. Check back for new podcasts at Viewpoint.com or on the same channel. Craving more thought leadership pieces? Check out our Viewpoint Surveyor blog at blog.viewpoint.com which is updated several times per week with the latest news, industry best practices, and much more.